What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we are going to be talking to Mr. Barney Smith from... I, I lost my, my, my face. Not from the Flintstones. Not, not Barney from the Flintstones. Flintstones. We're not talking to Barney from... We're going to be talking to <laughs> Mr. Barney Smith from Story Comic. Check him out. And we're going to yeah. be talking a little topic for today. We're going to be talking mainstream. We're going to be talking indies. We're going to be talking. We're going to oh, be yes. Let's give him something to talk about. Let's get it. Welcome to Cast the Craze Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the crazy man, Vera. And I am with George, the dreamer, Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Cast the Craze. It is Tuesday evening, 8 p.m. here on the East Coast. And we're coming to you live. We're coming to you live. We have tonight on the show, we have a lot to talk about. Oh, Lou, we got, we got to talk about Lou. We got... We have a lot to talk about tonight yes. uh, because, as many of you know, today is the last day of the contest for There's an Alien in My Toilet. Word. So we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking to the critically, internationally acclaimed Mr. Barney Smith. And if you don't know who Barney Smith is, you definitely have to sign up or subscribe to his channel, Story Comic, where he talks to Word. indies like ourselves. So check him out. We're going to be talking to him about his book that he's got coming out on the Kickstarter. Yeah. And we're also going to be talking, uh, we're going to do a little topic today in regards to uh, comics. And uh, yeah. I, I, I call it the decline yeah. of mainstream and how we can capitalize from it. So we're going to be talking about that. Uh, <laughs> the soundtrack. What up, Dad? So yeah, so if you haven't done so yet and you're watching, hit the like button. If you're watching, hit the like button. And yes. also subscribe to the channel. Uh, comment, do all that fun stuff on the replays. Make sure you throw some comments in there if you're, re if you're watching this on a replay and stuff like that. Share the video so that yeah. people know that we're here. And uh, yeah, brother. So, so yeah, so we're back. We are back live. Word. I'm excited tonight. We're going to have a, a very good guest. He's a great dude. And we're going to be talking about uh, comics. So what's up? What you got going on, Sam? Talk to me. Oh, well, I'm back from the uh, book signing at the grand opening of Collected Comics. And that was fantastic. Uh, what's up, Handy the Sock? Handy the Sock. Um, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. And shout out to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, Bleeding Cool. Um, they featured it on their website, the grand opening. And they gave a shout out to your boy here. Um, uh, so that was pretty dope. I was like, oh, look at that. Um, so that was pretty cool. It was cool. You know what? You know, I got to connect, um, with a bunch of convention promoters that were there. Um, so some other, um, shows that I'll be, um, working on lining up 
and also with fellow indies, you know, hooked up with a bunch of local artists and, um, you know, they're giving me the skinny and the lowdown on, you know, how to navigate here in Texas and, and all the other events that you don't find um, on that website, Comic Cons, but that like art festivals and all that stuff that uh, um, they, they're putting me on to. So that was pretty cool. Just the networking part of it. Um, the mall itself was hot and sticky. Um, it was like, whoosh, it was gross. Um, but a, gr- a fun thing was like two different uh, comic uh, fans that picked up the first two issues a year ago at other conventions came back and picked up the graphic novel. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and I was like, Hey, how come you didn't go to the website? They're like, Oh, we knew that we we're going to run into you in one of these shows. So we'd rather get it from you directly. I was like, Oh, that was awesome. Um, so that was cool. That was happening. Then I got in the mail. Um, number two of a uh, kid in a comic newspaper, the second edition, which is dope. And I didn't know that they were going to publish the, um, how to draw duty. In this segment, I thought it was going to be in issue three, um, but it's all, but it's all, it's in uh, issue number two, which is pretty dope. On top of the comic strips in there, so again, if you go to kidinacomic.com or kidinacomic.com, you can get um, your subscription on uh, seven papers a year, uh, or contact your local comic store because um, they, I mean, they're doing some big things and, and really good things coming down down the pike with a kid in a comic um, news to come. But that was pretty dope, and. Uh, um, and now I'm just getting ready for the next convention. So the next one is College Station Comic Con, which is in September 9th and 10th. And then after that, the Arlington Comic Fest. And then in December, heading out to Houston for one day show. It's a uh, comic indie, um, which is always, an indie comic con. You always take those down too fast, bro. Keep them up. I'll, keep I, them up. Yeah. Oh, you can't read. Sorry. I'm slow, bro. I'm, I'm yeah, slow. I got to take it in. I was going to ask you about the college station one. Uh-huh. Um, that one is the same weekend as, as Baltimore. But is that like, um, where is it? Where is College Station Comic Con? College Station Comic Con is the hold on. The, 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 I forgot what it was. It's so funny how, how Texas is so like, like when I think of college, college station, I think of like football, and they're like so into football, bro. Like Texas is bananas with that stuff. It's 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 in Bryan, Texas. Bryan. Um, it's a two day show, um, and it's uh at the Brazos County Expo Complex in Bryan, Texas. And where the hell is Bryan, Texas? <laughs> I know I booked it. I don't even know where I'm going. Um, let's see. Where's where's Bryan? You gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, man. You know how you know how I am. I don't know if I gotta freaking book a hotel. What am I doing? Um, this is what happens. This is what I do. But it's a big, it's a big event. That's cool. Um, That's cool. Yeah, no, and, it, it uh, sounds, it sounds pretty big. I mean, College Station Comic Con, like, yes, it's interesting. It's, to see what that's like. Yeah, I'll be staying at a hotel. It's a three and a three hour drive. Um, so right. yeah, so yeah, I'll be at a hotel. I forgot all about that. No, because I'm not driving three hours each way. So yeah, yeah. So College Station Comic Con, I'll be there. That's it's pretty dope. I'm excited about that. Um. And uh, then after that is Arlington in October, and then in Comic Indy in um, uh, December. Yeah, <laughs> I'm slow too. Right, Handy. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We got, we got to, we got to leave those up for the date so that we can, you know, check them out. But that's cool, man. That's cool. It sounds like a sounds like a, a pretty uh, full schedule into the fall. And then obviously October. What is it, October second or October third? You're launching. October 2nd is the Kickstarter. That's right. For this in my toilet. Um, See, that's, I, I, on, that's on that graphic too. It's at the end. Yes, yeah, at the end. So yes, if, uh, book number six, uh, Peekaboo, I see you. Um, so that's going to be exciting. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really having fun with um, drawing this one. 
so yeah, that launches October 2nd. Um, uh, so I'm excited about that. So yeah, just a lot of things working on the back end. Excited about the art contest. The art oh, contest dude. is popping. Woo! Popping. You know, so shout we out. We have to talk about yes. the art contest, dude. We got to like, say, yes, it is. It is. Oh. It's on a whole nother level. I got hit up just now on Twitter by somebody saying, hey, can I submit it on Twitter? Um, I don't know how to navigate your website. I was like, yeah, whatever. Just send it. And uh, so um, um, I was like, yeah, but uh, let's let's show some of these 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 oh, images wow. of these. Uh, it's going to be tough. It, it I, 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 I feel bad for you, bro. You have it, a it's very be tough. tough decision to make yes. when it's it comes good. to picking the winner. Yes. So uh, here it is. So um, this one is by Didia. Um, so there's duty in a toilet um, by Didia. <laughs> um, oh, I'm, I'm hoping to say that. Hey, what's up, Aurelis in the house? Aurelis. Um, so yes, that was by Didia. And then this one is by uh, Dan Barlow. Um, nice. Wild Wild West. Very and nice. we'll to the Wild Wild West. And then here's one by Dwayne um, Doherty. And uh, yeah. so there's uh, duty hold down, return oh, to... Oh. Uranusville. Uranusville. Um, and uh, here's another one by Dan Barlow. He did two. He did like Enter the Dragon, Enter the Duty. And uh, so that there's a nice collage going on there. I, you know what? I, I appreciate the fact that people are like titling their stuff. You know yes. I mean? it's very, yes. Very well done. Pretty sweet. Um, then there's uh, here's another one by D. Wayne, um, Runaway. There's a cat in the background. Uh, and then this one is by um, Stephen Russell. Um, and this is uh, like a old to Star Wars and duty, so it's pretty cool. Yes. Um, and then here's one by Jason Sooks, Sooks, I think that's some, um, which is pretty cool. I like the Herman inside the UFO. I thought that that, that whole collage was pretty sweet. Um, yeah. yeah. And then this one is by uh, Adriana Kid, um, Doki, God of Mischief. Um, Burden with glorious purpose. There you go. Glorious purpose. I love the words. Um, and uh, then this one is straight out of a fashion magazine. Um, this one is by uh, Void. By Void. You know, dude is almost like, you know, Rockaware or Fubu. I mean, um, dude, he's like getting his fashion on. And then um, then this one, I think, I think Lou took me and Duty and did a mashup. Because, <laughs> because this right here, yeah, that's, that's Sam like, in the morning right there. That's Sam in the morning right before he goes get his, his I coffee. Think, I think she just mashed us up. Um, you know, I was like, wait, hold on, there's my robe. That's, you know, that's awesome. Man. That is freaking that, awesome. That is crazy right there. And then, um, then we got uh, uh, one by Victor Claudio right here. Victor Claudio, and uh, I mean his his color pencil skills are like legit, yes, bro. Yeah. Good stuff, you know. Really so yeah, nice. so that's it. It's uh, pretty exciting to see. You know, thank you everybody um, who submitted. Uh, we that's will tough. the the announcement will void. Uh, was it <laughs> void on the run? It's is my, my favorite. favorite. That one uh, looks really really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I'll be making the announcement here on Cassie Craze next week. Um, and so you have till uh, tell them what they'll win, Sam. <laughs> Oh, what are you? No, uh, that's from the movie with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, that's right. I knew it. Yes. What do you mean, the dude? No, the the look. There was a movie. Yeah, there's a there's the a dude, poster yeah. or a scene with Jeff Bridges. Um, do whatever, duty, but make him fashion. Um, so yeah, yeah. So the winner gets a hundred dollars plus um 
four commercials on Catch the Craze on four different episodes. You get you, it's thirty second commercial. You create the commercial. You send it to us with video, audio, or text if you want us to read it. And you get a one hour in, uh, interview on Catch the Craze, and you get featured in the book and on the website. So your mugshot, the image, and a, and a bio about you in issue number six. Um, so pretty exciting. So um, and uh, you know the money's going to be sent straight through PayPal. Bang, gone. And uh, so, yeah, it's exciting. So um, uh, I'm really, really stoked about this. And I'm glad that, uh, and again, you know, Redis, you know, I mean, uh, Redis, um, uh, Lou, thank you for the kind words on, on social media. Uh, but I'm really excited that everybody had fun doing this. I mean, I had fun just seeing it. I mean, all the variations of duty and and, and what people conjured. That's uh, that's from the big Lebowski. That's where that's Lebowski. From. There you go. Big Lebowski, yeah, the dude. Um, but yeah, no, that looks awesome. That looks awesome, man. That looks awesome. Yeah, yeah no, nah, it's gonna, it's, it's, uh, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna, it's be, gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Yeah, we'll be deliberating on the back end. Yeah, no, nah, it'll, it'll be, it'll be an interesting. Uh, yeah. Winners announced next week. Yes, and there fun. are no losers because everybody will also get um, featured in the book. Uh, mm -hmm. In issue six, it just won't be as prominent as the winner. And you'll also be interviewed on Cast the Craze and you'll also be featured on the website. So um, uh, so there are no losers, uh, but uh, you know, there's only one grand prize. Yeah, big 100 bucks. Uh, Benjamin, good stuff, man. Oh, no, no. You give me goosebumps. What? You give Damn. me goosebumps. Easy, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> like, Yo, Duty, that's my boy. Yo, Duty, did you hear that? <laughs> Goosebumps. That's cute. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> Good job. Did he just, just call me cute? <laughs> that was a bummer, bro. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, nah, man, that's dope. Hey, listen, this is this is a good, uh, a fun time to be a, a fan of duty. Uh, so make sure you you bring uh, you send those in. Hey, you got till midnight tonight. Yeah. So so uh, and that's midnight uh, in the in Sam's time. So. If yeah. you're on the East Coast, that's still one o'clock. So that's you can yeah. technically be sending stuff in at 1230 a.m. Eastern yeah. Standard Time. So yeah. yeah, get to it. As far as I'm concerned, I will be at Plastic City Comic Con this that's right. weekend, Saturday. It's a one-day show. That's right. And that show is run by Keith Gleason, yep. who has a book called The Mighty Mascots. He also has a show on YouTube called uh, Indie Comics Relay. Yes. He does the show with Johnny C., and uh, Plastic City Comic Con is going down this weekend. It's a one-day show. I'm going to take the drive out there with Mr. Jonathan Syfax. We're going to be we're going to hit the road, check it out. It's happening in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Fitchburg, Massachusetts, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Admission is ten dollars. Kids 12 and under go in for free, and there is free parking on the uh, in the area. So. Check out Plastic City Comic Con this weekend, Saturday. I'll be walking around, checking it out. May do that one next year. Uh, let's see how it goes. But Saturday, August 19th, I'll be there. And next week, on the 23rd, the release of issue number three of Rust 5377 on the NE1 World platform. Rust 5377 number three. So issue number three will be out next week. That is on the 23rd of August. I'm doing them every month. So... Make sure you go to anyoneworld.com, pick up issues one and two. Issue three comes out next week. What else is going on, Sam? Uh, also, on September 8th, 9th, and 10th is the Baltimore Comic Con. I oh, will be on the floor, yes, with Mr. Syfax again. We're going to be checking it out. Uh, Daphne, I see you're in the chat. She will be there. She will be 
at the show. So make sure you stop by and check out her booth. It's the return because you haven't done a show in a while from what I remember. So that's going to be dope. It's going to be nice to see her. I'm going to see a bunch of people out there that normally do the shows. Jan DeSantis, who is the uh, who publishes the Adventures of Wonder Duck through Dark Fire Press, is going to be there. So it's going to be a good show, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, I may do that one next year too. So you know, we shall see. But yeah, man, it's got all that stuff is going down. Plus, check out the uh, check out asapimagination.com. I have a book coming out through them that they asked me to write that of night. So that's coming out. That'll be out soon. And uh, what else is going on, Sam? I How's that anthology it? going on with uh, ASAP? He's gathering the uh, the artists. You know, that oh, takes time. Yeah, the art always takes longer. We we, yeah. we had ten days to write those things, but you know, it's going to take a little longer for these dang artists. artists. Well, yeah, and then you know, we, <laughs> and, and, and and some of these writers went all in. Some of these pages, some of these, yeah, are like, very complex. H twenty eight across from food. Bring me my fries. Wow. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. Fries from where, Daph? Where do you like yeah. your fries from? Do you like yeah. the McDonald's yeah. fries? My belly. Do you like the, the uh, you know, your, just your regular diner fries? Chick-fil-A waffle fries, Chick-fil-A bro. waffle fries. Um, you know, they're the no Wendy's. joke. I'm not. Um, um, um. Chick-fil-A got <laughs> <real> chicken. <laughs> but it depends where you get it from. I feel like your chicken is probably better than the one up here. Because when yeah. I went down to Virginia, that was the best. That was. Do you best remember that life. episode of the real Ghostbusters with the chickens? No, and the guy who who hated he got he was tired of chickens, so he created a machine to ship the chickens to another universe. Ah, I hate chickens! Oh. <laughs> he went crazy, and he like transferred all the chickens to another universe. That's you. <laughs> Uh, 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 no, I love chicken. <laughs> no, I love chicken. I had, I had chicken fried steak today, man. It's getting nice and full right now. Bring me some fries. Anyway, why don't we get to business, Sam? Because we got a topic coming up. Take care of business. And we also have Barney coming up. I don't know if he's yes. back there yet, but there's not that like yet. So let's, let's do a little. <clears throat> Why and how are mainstream comics in a decline? Should indie comics capitalize on it? Capitalize, of course. I mean, the answer is obviously yes, right? We should capitalize. Now, why are mainstream comics in a decline, right? That's the first question. Why? Now, some people may say, are they though? Are they really in a decline? Are are mainstream comics really declining in sales? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say yes. Yep. I've spoken to a, quite a few um, comic book shop owners, and they all say the same thing. Yep. New comics aren't selling as much as they used to. What is selling are the back issues. People are going back into the, into, into the back issues. And they get in the crates. Back issues. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with collectors. People are collecting a lot of these key issues, and they're trying to flip them for money. Yep. So there's a lot of that going on. So... What it may seem like they're buying a lot of comics, they're buying old comics, the new comics, the mainstream new stuff that's out. I don't think it's selling as well as it used to, you know what I mean? And uh, Mr. Lombardi, one comic shop owner, he says, uh, says some the issue with some of the marketing strategies employed by Marvel and DC for the new comic, he knows that most recent Avengers main titles were not selling, I saw that, dude. um, but instead they're trying to fix the problem with main titles. He knows Marvel came out with so many spin offs, people are confused. 
Mm-hmm. Avengers Beyond, Avengers um, War Across Time, Avengers All Out War, Avengers Forever. Right. So and uh, and then some of the death ofs we didn't have an impact that they thought it was going to have. Right. Um, yes. Like they did back, like Mrs. Marvel and Amazing and in Amazing Spider Man, they weren't a big deal. And so um, and I think a lot of it is because they're looking for shock value and they're looking just for gimmicks and they're not really focusing on what made them great, which was telling great stories. Yeah. And and, hey, and keeping the timelines consistent. What's up? You know, keeping the timelines consistent. You know. Yeah, dude. I mean, listen. I, I still collect. Like, I I love Spider Man, and I think that Spider Man. And what I I was talking to to one of these comic shop uh, owners. He said Spider Man is what's keeping Marvel alive, and Batman keeps DC alive. Yeah. But put out a Batman title, something that has to do with Batman, and people are buying it up. Put something that has to do with Spidey, and people are buying it up. I, and I still collect, uh, you know, Spider-Man and stuff like that. And the problem with, with, with comics, too, and I think it's in that article that you were reading, is that there are too many, the numbers, there are a lot yeah. of number ones. They, they, they restart with number one, volume, whatever, number one. You know how hard it is to collect the back issue on Amazing Spider-Man right now? Because they have six volumes of that thing, and every single volume starts from number one. So I got to open up the book and look at the date to find out when it was published to know which volume I'm in. Yeah, it says, he says, the comic shop owner also admitted that customers are finally rejecting the idea of picking up a new series when yeah. DC and Marvel decide to renumber books, mm-hmm. right? They get yeah Because now yeah. they know what it is. It's a gimmick. It's a ploy. And, and I think people just want good stories. You know, people want good stories. They, wanna, they want to, um, um, you know, they want, and they want to connect with the characters they fell in love with. And sometimes, you know, these writers that are, you know, be, you know, they're getting their marching orders from, you know, the bureaucrats and they're saying, you know, right this way and you're changing the whole DNA of a character that you fell in love with and you don't recognize them anymore. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you're playing with, how do you play with, you know, your, 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 your flagship titles. And it's sad because you, you know, you said something, you said, you know, Batman is, is, is the, um, the breadwinner over there. Why? Because they can't tell a legitimate Superman story because they keep remaking and remaking and remaking, right? And revisiting the same old timelines. So what happens, what's great about Batman is that, you know, you can tell so many different, you know, it, it, it became really dark, right? And I can, and fans love that aspect of it. Too much so, I think the last Batman movie was too dark for me. Um, I was like, yo, I didn't even recognize it. It was, it was, it was seven. Like, it was seven. It was like, yeah, it was, it was seven. seven Batman. I was, I was like, I right. say, what's in the box? What's yeah. in the box? It went right off the cliff, and I was like, I'm not going with you off the cliff. I said, yeah. I was like, ah, see you, see you downstairs. I'll take the other way around. Um, and uh, let's see. He says Marvel. The past few years, will a lot of series around issue twelve, and then bring the book back a few months later on the issue. Yeah, same yeah. book. Yeah, yeah. and and. Oh, and people recognize that you know what i'm saying um you know so i think it's uh, no rhyme or reason for it either i'm like what's what's the like now now what marvel's doing they're doing they're putting like um at underneath the number like it's number 30 right now it's like legacy number they call them legacy numbers legacy number 913 or whatever so that now you you know and i'm thinking why not just keep it just just call it number 913 bro like i don't understand why are we going back to number one so I think a lot of that has done has done with it the, the collector's market. Obviously, I think it's lost its audience because of it. I also think that the pricing has has done a lot of damage to you know comics used to cost yeah. a lot less, bro. They they are they're very expensive now. Yeah, and that's got something to do with it. Manga, obviously, kids are buying manga. They're not buying comics as much. Uh, video games, you know what I'm saying? Kids are playing video games and not reading comics. 
So there's a lot of things, man. There are a lot of things that I think are contributing to that decline. And, and people may say, well, it's not really a decline. Like, yeah, it is. I think, I don't think people are buying comics the way they used to. You know, like we, you, you used to go, tell me how many, how many times have you been to a comic book shop in the last, other than for book signings? In the last- Dude, I can tell you right now. <clears throat> the last two book signings right so the book signing i went to a uh, collected comic shout out it's a smaller store it's mm-hmm. it's 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 a small footprint but when i went in there i got nostalgic i was like damn it's been a minute it's been a minute right so i mean i, I filmed the, the next video f- um from that event is is probably be up this sunday um the whole behind the scenes stuff but um you know i walked in there and i was like wow right and uh but you know marvel and dc adorned the walls right you know they dominated all of it you know and uh even with that grand opening, it didn't have lines down the block, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's a different era. Yeah. No, it truly is, man. It's how I feel like Netflix. Why bother watching Watch anything? anything? You get hooked on. To cancel it. Yeah. After first or second season. Yeah. They don't even give it a shot. Netflix doesn't even give you a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, people fall in love with something, and then they just shut it down. I'm like, yo, you sons of biscuit eaters, bro. Yeah. I was like, damn. Yeah. I think I think to them everything has to do stranger things numbers or better or else it gets canceled. Like if yeah. it's not doing those kind of numbers, they don't even want to deal with the series when and there's so much on that on that platform to watch. Like yes. there's so much on that platform to watch, but I feel like 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 that says once you fall you fall in love with something, boom, next thing is gone. It's 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 over. They're, they're not yeah. really trying to do anything with it. At 499 a book from the big publishers and a lot of people buying 10 plus titles a month it adds up yeah and people dip out because of it yeah, yeah. i mean it's it's Absolutely. it's changed dramatically i mean oh. i mean everything went up i mean it, it's uh that's why it's like what it says no one understand hey what's up john no one understands how to build audiences mm. that's another thing it's there's no patience right they were number of time where you knew that you were investing in the long game right that you want to build a story and build an audience and, and have an audience grow with you. Um, and I think right now, because, hey, what's up? Michael. Um, you know, it's run by the corporations and the corporations want want fast, 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 fast turnarounds. Um, and, they, and there's no patience. If it's not working, drop it, move on to the next. Drop it, move on to the next. You know, it's uh, it's funny because I was thinking about it too. Um, it's just like a, it's like a factory. They're just putting out product. Um, no rhyme or reason. You know, we're back in the days. We used to love those stories. Execution is a song. You know, all these things. You know, Punisher War Journal. You know, we were looking forward to some of these things. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the next one, right? And uh, I mean, where is that 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 rush? Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of it too is the messaging, right? They're throwing in messaging and stuff like that, and you know, What's they're going up? away. Yo, what up? Oh, Bezos sells graphic novels cheaper than comic book shops. Damn, son. <laughs> he sells everything cheaper than comic books. No, it's true. Amazon. Yes. Go to Amazon. You, yeah. you, you get a lot of those things for a lot less than you would if you went into a comic book shop and bought one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, but like I said, the, the messaging is also something that people don't want to hear. Like they don't, they don't want to be told how to live or what to do in a comic book. They, they, they read comic books to escape, right? They, they don't want to be reminded of all the crap that's going on. But it's there sometimes in those comics. And keep it out. That's the last place you want to see it. Keep it out. Uh, yeah. Know, don't don't bring any that. You want to see that. Yeah. That's exactly. what that's what hurt Buzz Lightyear. Um, Lightyear the movie, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, when everyone's trying to be politically correct, stop. 
just tell a good story, bro. Just, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, don't change up the character because the time has changed. Right. Keep, the, keep the character pure. Keep the DNA pure. Yeah. Talk, talk, but, about, talk about how he reacts to the changes that are happening right. in the world that he's in. Don't change him. Like, yeah. or her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just, you know, make him react. You won't let people into the murder. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and then when you and then when they do let you in the merchant account, they don't even let you use your own links to direct traffic back to your own website. That's some sure. crazy stuff. Or, or, you, or your stuff gets bootlegged. Yes, or like <laughs> mine. My stuff is bootlegged all around no, the world. Let me tell you something, Dan. This is what you gotta think like you gotta think like this. If your stuff got bootlegged, it's popular, bro. It's worthy of a bootleg. If it got bootlegged, then it was worthy of being boot bootlegged, bro. George. Or creating your cat. You <laughs> Well, that's will, the other point that he that we were saying. Yes, Absolutely. You, yes, you will be popular. You're going to be popular. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna have to do a part two. We're gonna have to do a part two of the of the of this of this uh, catch the, uh, of this uh, get your med segment because we do have Barney coming in, Samson yes. songs, and this is like a hot topic, right? Which is why yes. it would be kind of cool to talk about because why why Caliente. why are they declining and. Now, the other part of that, DBZ Abridged is almost as popular as DBZ itself. But see, that's the other thing, right? Manga. Manga, bro. Manga is big time. Um, but we're going to have to talk about how we can capitalize, I think, in another edition. Yes, yes. A part two next week. We'll, we'll do a part two. Yes. We'll do a part yeah. two. We'll talk a little bit more about this. We'll talk about how we can use this is a fun topic. the perils, right? Yes. Now, this could be like an hour show. We can, you know, if there's no guest next week, yes. we can just go right into it. But, uh, but we do have Barney waiting. He has yes. thoughts about this as well. We got so data jokes. About, we, we're going to talk to him about some of that data jokes. Yes. Which his, if you follow him on Facebook, he's hilarious. Yes. But uh, yeah, we'll have him coming up in just a few. But uh, why don't we do that now? We're doing it now. You Stop acting it. up. Do it. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Presenting. The hilarious. The internationally acclaimed. Yes. Mr. Giggles himself. Mr. Giggles. Smith. What's up? What's up? What's up, Dadder? Oh, oh hey, Dad. guys. Hey. What are you doing here? Oh, hey. I was just here at my comic book shop reading my newest book. <laughs> what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? How you doing? It's so great, kids. You guys run my show, so it's yes. great that I was able to share and get, you know, to get reciprocate. This is great. Yeah, yeah this is awesome. I'm telling you, you're the internationally acclaimed, you yes. know, Barney Smith. Yes. And for those who don't know, you got to check out Story Comic. He introduced. I thought, I, listen, Barney. I thought I was special when you introduced me like that one yes. time. And then I saw Sam's interview. Then I saw a couple <laughs> other people's interviews, and I'm like, yes. wait, they're, they're all internationally acclaimed. This is. This is <laughs> <laughs> so well, I forgot. I was so what happened was I accidentally read. I actually read your intro, oh, and then I'm like, "Well, I'm already into it now because yeah, you know the two you're internationally acclaimed." I forgot that, and I had to go with it. So I had to just I had to like stumble over. I got uh, you. I got you. For those yeah. watching, make sure you subscribe to Barney's channel, Story Comic. He talks to other independent artists like we do here. Uh, spread the word of the independence and now he's on our show so thank you so much for coming on it's wonderful to be talking to you um live on our show and talking to you I about know, your book you know stuff that you right. have coming out um right. on kickstarter coming soon but you do have the first part of that book and that's what you had in your hands dad so jokes. yes so so i do have my my first book dad jokes i'm actually doing a kickstarter I thought I was going to do it today, but I forgot to hit the launch button. Um, and 
So it so I it so what I'm doing is that I have a I have a new I have a new dad joke coming. Uh, the book is coming. It's called Dadder Jokes, Dadder. and it is a collection of all the scouring through the internet and through the libraries and finding jokes that are actually going to be, you know, enough to make you groan and chuckle. So there's a couple things about this book that's different than you can go to a bookstore and buy a book on dad jokes. Sure. What makes mine special, other than the fact that, that, you know, I'm on your yeah. show to talk about it. Yes. Is that, so what, so first of all, it's the only fully colored book that's dad jokes because I do, have, like I say, I, I make comic books, make cartoons. So all of these pictures in here, are fully illustrated. It's the only full full colored dad joke book, nice. and I have on here all kinds of. So I got my mic right here, as you guys can see. I have a microphone right. right yeah, where is yeah, it? Yeah. Right. Um, of course, Daphne is going to be. And Daphne's Daphne's a friend of the show. So he's been yeah. on my show like yeah. five times. <laughs> and so, so this book here actually has. Um, it's. Being being very very being very specific on the sense that I wanted to make sure that um, everything about the book is um, everything about the book is actually has little illustrations that are dad ish things to do. Gotcha. So, but you know what? I have two daughters, and we always have a rule here: there's no such thing as gender specific chores in the house. So, in hmm. here we got um, you know washing washing dishes because dads wash dishes, dads sweep. Dads go to the bathroom, so the toilet one is, seems to be the the more popular picture. Okay. Um, and and the other thing about this book that's actually unique as well is that I wanted to make sure that I made a book, and I wanted to make sure that I, I was able to put a book books together that actually um, had no that the jokes were safe for everyone. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. You, you might buy a dad joke book, you might buy a joke book, and then all of a sudden you find a joke that's a little bit misogynistic or a little bit racist or a little bit um, that, 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 that might uh, make fun of somebody's intelligence, all that stuff. So these jokes are pure corn, pure good. Uh, my daughter, who is six years old, can take the book to first grade and not get in trouble. Yeah. My uh, my younger brother, well, he's younger, but he's still older. And the, well, not that many. That he's an old guy too, because um, so he, he's like forty two. Um, he works at a stone quarry. He takes my first book. We, he he has my first book with him at the at there. He'll read these books, read these jokes in front of a you know you know grumpy old you know <laughs> grumpy old sweaty construction guys, and they laugh at it. Right, right. My mother's a minister and she has this book <laughs> and she, and they, and it's completely safe to read to almost anyone. So how many that's pages one of the it? things it is uh, the book. Oh, the yeah. book. It is um, the book itself is 140 wow. pages. Wide, wow. Over 500 jokes in here. And yeah. this is the other cool thing about this book is that what I'm able to do is not only is it completely safe to read everywhere, I was also able to, there's a few jokes that I kind of invented. About 5% of them are pure. For, and it's so fun when I actually run into one of these jokes that I actually in the wild. And I'm able <laughs> to say, I made up that joke. Um, there's one of them is I was taking my, I was taking my daughter to school um, one day and we saw being in Vermont, we actually saw a deer across mm -hmm. the road. And then I came back home and I told my wife, you know, I said, you know, I saw a deer on the way to school. And she looked at me completely serious because she's from Nigeria. She didn't, she actually looked at, she goes, how do you know it was going to school? And I looked at her I'm like, 
that is actually really funny. <laughs> like I'm going to put that down. Um, <laughs> the, the other, so you can find that in the wild, but you cannot find it pre 2020 because that joke, that's, that's, that's all. That's, you. Something that's that all I, you. Yes. That's all. And, now, let, let me ask you this, Barney. When, yeah. when you, when you're surfing the web or wherever you're finding these jokes, I, how do you know you're able to use them in the book? In other words, is, are there any, like when it comes to jokes, is there like right. a copyright for jokes? Like no. how do you, no, huh? I actually did. I actually talked to my lawyer friend about it. Some of these mm. jokes, because they don't belong to specific IPs. But if there's one that's actually really popular that you know who it came from, that's why you never see any of my jokes that are like Stephen, Steve Wright jokes or Mitch Hedberg jokes. Jokes that are actually part of, say, a quote unquote IP. But, um, the one I posted today is if a pig loses its voice, does it become disgruntled? Like that doesn't belong to anyone. So right. it's like, you know, it's collecting those. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm able to, what I love about this too, is that I give credit to the point too, is like, there's, there's some jokes that I've been able to resurface. I'm able to find, cause I love listening. And you guys know this too. I think I probably told you when you were on my show, um, when I always banter, you know, pre-show stuff. I love listening to old time radio programs like the old Jack Benny, the mm -hmm. old Abbott and Costello, the old oh, Grace, Grace, you know, Burns and Allen stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I, what I've been able to do is actually find old jokes in there that actually, uh, that were told by like Charlie McCarthy. He's the one that was like the, the ventriloquist doll. He actually had a joke that I was able to, to, to brush off and kind of, turn towards modern audiences mm. the one thing that's always safe to make fun of in any of these books is actually making fun of the dad in that situation right. so that's the always dad. easy to do right. it's a dad joke book so what so what so making the dad the brunt of the joke is okay so mm -hmm. like for instance it's and being you know self-depreciating humor is always yeah. safe because you let people laugh at you right. but they're offering with you because you made the joke so one of them one joke i actually brought back from the 1940s was this joke from uh, Charlie McCarthy. So I turned it, I twisted it up and made it about me and my wife. So basically the joke goes, I told my wife when I was in my 20s, I was unbelievably handsome. She responded, you're right. I don't believe it. So, <laughs> I saw that you posted that one on your Facebook yeah. today also. Yes. You crack me up with these things. Like it's one of those things where like, you'll, so, like I'll be scrolling on Facebook and you, one of your jokes will come up. And I'll read it. And I'll be like, "That's really funny." Like it's just like one of those. It's, it's a typical dad joke. It really right, is yeah, a dad. It's right. a dad joke. Is what it is. Right. But now, why? Why did you write this book? What made you write the first one? Obviously, dadder jokes is coming up. But why right. did you write this one? So, so yeah, good question, George. See, you, you see, you guys, you guys been doing this for a while. You're at episode <laughs> five sixteen. See, I gotta catch up one of these days. Um. So what? So so basically, if. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago, but if I want everybody to just, uh, you know, that whole doo -doo 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 -doo, just remember back in 2020, <laughs> back in 2020, when the Why? whole world was on fire. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we, we had, you know, had the George, George Floyd murder. We had COVID. We had, we had, um, yeah, we had um, the election season. It was a raw place. You, you can actually, nowadays you can go out and look for, you can look to get into a fight, mm. but in 2020, in that time, you could stumble into a fight and not even realize it. Like people were just were vicious to each other. Right. So what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that my own little corner of the internet was, um, was, was, was safe. So that's where I actually started 
doubling down because I'd always post a dad joke maybe once every couple of weeks pre 2020, mm -hmm. but this was a point where I actually took it upon myself to say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that um, I'm making a safe place for everybody. So that's what I did. So uh, I took out even to the point where I would make, you know, make a people would literally in 2020, I would post a completely random joke about a snail and then someone would twist it to make it into oh. a joke about, covid or something right. about the the election right. i would just so people really wanted to get on a soapbox someplace so i just wanted to make sure that at least thinking about the thinking about the internet as a as a place that people get information is like instead of making that all the editorial pages of a newspaper that at least i wanted to have a place where it was the funny pages so yeah. i always wanted to make sure that it was making sure that it was the safest making it a safe place. So that's what I did. And then it was to the point where somebody and a year and a half later, I had over 500 jokes and I'm like, you know what I've done publishing. Like I've, I've, and, and then I've had like three or four graphic novels out since then. So I know how to go around and actually publish books. So I actually then sat down and actually created, you know, full color illustrations and I was able to put the joke joke book out, put dad joke book out last year. And it's amazing how quickly 500 days go by because all of a sudden I had 500 more jokes that I was <laughs> ready to do. So it's so that so that that's where I'm at. So I, I'm here. I got the dadder jokes book is out. So the cool thing about dadder joke books is that I also have um, I was able to connect with a few of my um, a few of my illustrator friends. I apologize. I didn't reach out to you guys, but I'll get you guys on the Dadis jokes books. Yeah, you <laughs> and Daphne. Seeing it. Yeah. Uh, so what I did have is uh, a few artists that were um, um, internationally acclaimed um, <laughs> um, illustrators. <laughs> um, I, I have uh, Mark Gagne, who's uh, a published children's book author. Um, and he's uh, he does his own illustrations as well. So he did... Um, he did a variant cover for me for issue um, issue one, um, um, the first dad joke book. So I have variant covers of the first dad joke book oh, yeah. and it variant covers for dadder jokes as well. And I have him. I have uh, um, uh, Brian Ballinger, who's also an award winning children's book um, oh, nice. illustrator and author. And he put out he did a book about animal farts and and the. Uh, uh, it's a really funny book. It's called Animal Gas, um, and and I had on there also um, um, uh, Dirk Stanley, who has made he's an independent role playing game designer. Oh, he's cool. made over twenty and he's made over twenty role playing games. So he has a very unique style, almost looks like Adventure Time stuff. Oh. So he actually also did some covers as that as well. So um sweet yeah. now now let me ask you this barney because obviously we've been on your show and for those who are watching we're talking to barney smith he's got a book coming out on kickstarter if you look at our show notes the link is in the show notes i'm sure it's sam will put them on the uh mm -hmm. on the chat also for you guys to sign up because he's launching this book very very soon maybe tomorrow today we, we don't know but yeah there it is my question to you barney is I didn't know that you were in publishing. Like, what did you do? You said you had a couple of graphic novels. Like, are you an artist? Like, tell us a little bit about that yeah. See, part of your life. Yeah, see, here's the thing. So when I started doing my show, <laughs> I listened to the fame, Terry Gross of Fresh Air. I learned how to do, I learned how to do interviewing through, like, listening to how she does it. Mm. The first thing you do 
is when you're doing a show, you know, I don't talk about myself because people aren't here to hear about myself on my show. They want to hear right. about my guests. Correct. So that's why I'm, I was always making very clear that I always wanted to make sure that I only talk about um, talk about the stuff about my guests. After the fact, you know, off air, then I'll 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 I'll, I'll humble brag about all my, uh, you know, um, my my um the fact that i learned how to fold the fitted sheet so that was something i'm very <laughs> proud about <laughs> well listen just, let me let me say this and i think and i think sam will agree i had a great time on your show because you did make it about the person you're interviewing like you never you know you know what i mean your style of interview is that it makes the person you're interviewing like they are the center of that world at that moment. And we're just talking about me. And it's like, you know, who doesn't like to talk about themselves, right? So they, right. so everybody, so that is, and I'm telling you, I had a great time on your show. George was smitten when he came out. He was oh, like, oh, Barney's so dreamy. I was like, well, I have the biggest crush. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, I'll say it. I'll say it, all right? I had a, I had a crush on Barney Smith. I was like, I love you, you love me. <laughs> but, but Barney, I'll tell, flowers. Us, tell us about your, so, so, so your background in art. Like, tell us a little bit about that. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I'll give you the, so for those that, so for those that, that, um, that don't know. So basically I have, um, yeah, I've had pretty much everybody that's in the chat has probably been on my show at least yeah, once as well. So Brandon it's like knows. old home days here. <laughs> it's like this is your life. I remember <laughs> all of you. Um, the <laughs> so so long story short. So basically, it's like I um, I got a degree in art, uh, studio art. I was going to be a children's book illustrator. That was my dream. I was going to do it. I got a degree in art um, and graduated in 1998. And what do you do with a degree in art in 1998? You join the Peace Corps. So I joined the Peace Corps. Yeah. Um, and I was, and I went to uh, Niger, West Africa. So those that are, are watching the news now, it's not a good place right. to be right now, but right. it was. Um, and I actually lived in Niger for about four years. And I actually made a graphic novel about my time in Niger oh, called shoot. Two Years. And uh, had a blast. I made a 12 issue mini series about my time there and, and I published it and the, uh, and, and so what I was able to do was like, so after that we had a great time, came back and then I got a, uh, master's degree in international education. Cause I still wanted to do work overseas. Mm -hmm. So I thought, you know what? I love the idea of teaching and training and I love the idea of being international. So it turns out, so make sure you read your syllabus, folks, because it turned out international education wasn't about doing educational, like, you know, curriculums overseas. International, a degree in international education allows you to go to university and be in charge of the study abroad programs. Oh, and I was wow. thinking, I don't want to, like, help rich kids go overseas. <laughs> I want to help people that are, like, on our countries right, doing, right. like, you know, like, you know, non-traditional education stuff. Which is really interesting because I can tell you all a, a quick story is that um, it's amazing to think about because I did a thing called there was like this flip chart. I was working with uh, I was I, I did I made this flip chart for um, uh, for uh, for folks that were um, a liter an illiterate audience. And and what you do is like do like beta reading in the way. So what I did is I actually did a flip. I did a flip chart. and I showed it to um, some some village folks that didn't speak. They didn't speak any language. They didn't know how to write. Mm. But at the end of the flip chart, I was a question mark. 
And one lady was one other lady raised her hand. I'm like, and this was the time I was been there for about four years. So I was fluent in the local language. Um, so if anybody wants to go to Timbuktu, I can translate for you. Cause I speak the same language as speaking Timbuktu. That's and awesome. the lady raised her hand and I said, yeah, yeah, you know, what is it? And she said, um, and she, it, cause it was a question mark. She goes, why is that snake laying an egg? I'm like, what? <laughs> You think the question mark is something universal, but they had no idea what the question mark was. They thought it was a fish. They thought it was a snake oh, laying an egg. Get out yeah. of here, really? Yeah. So it was. So it was that kind of level of understanding of like. So uh, so that's so we always kind of take for granted about the symbols that we universally understand, but it's not a universal symbol. You know, uh, ex, you know, like exclamation points in some languages or how you in, in put them the other way up on the front. Yeah. In Spanish, and, yeah. In Spanish, you'll have yeah. one, in, one in the front, one in the back. And the one in the front is upside down. The one right. at the end. Same thing with question marks. Question marks yeah. go at the beginning and at the end of the question when you're writing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, so, it was me. So, I, I, so I did that. And then from there, I, um, I spent... Uh, then I went after getting a, uh, that master's degree, then I went back overseas and got a lot of, um, then chronologically speaking, I worked in Pakistan, um, after the earthquake, I was in the Philippines for a year, uh, doing typhoon, typhoon relief work. Then I was in South Sudan doing work with, um, uh, during their, um, independence programs. Then I was in Zimbabwe during the cholera outbreak. Then wow. I was in Uganda doing HIV clinic work. Um, then I was in Libya during the revolution, repairing ambulances Jeez, and wow. dodging machine gun fire. Holy cow, um, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So then after that, I was, uh, it was, like my last year was yeah. <laughs> then I was in uh, doctors without borders. Uh, the last job I was with doctors without borders was in um, Lagos, Nigeria, doing mm -hmm. work in an urban maternity healthcare clinic. So, that's where I met my wife. I like to laugh at the fact that I always watched 90 Day Fiance. I Nine think it's hilarious, 90 Day Fiance, because my wife and I have been married for 11 years now almost. Um, we dated for 30 days before we got married because here's the thing. My wife is a Nigerian runway model. And wow. I knew if I if if she if we did it any longer, she'd find out how much of a goofball I was. And she'd run away. Was. She'd run away. So yeah, yeah, you gotta grab. You know, yeah, she, I married up. I married up. Oh yeah, big time. Good um, for you, so, Barney. Yeah, you. see, it's one of those things when people see us together, people look at her like, "Why? Thinking, what is going on? Like, I don't understand." And we are really the stereotypical '90s sitcom of. The beautiful mother <laughs> with the with the overweight goofy dad, and, and people are like, this has makes this makes no sense to me. Why are you two are together? And I'm like, I know, right? Isn't that cool? I'm married. <laughs> um, and uh, and yeah, so yeah. After that, you know, I you know I worked in nonprofit work, working with people with uh, you know, doing advocacy work with people living with intellectual disabilities, and um, and as of recent, um. Uh, uh, poorly kept secret because I had to be on the FCC website. I mm. am now the proud owner of a terrestrial FM radio station. So really? that's my yeah. All so, right, that's right, that's right. Fantastic! Money. Congratulations! Hell yeah! Listen, where, where, where do we, where do we get that book? Two years. Where where do we get that? Is there a way to get that book? You can get it. So you can. It's available on Amazon. It um, it's. I also did a book called Relief, which was my work overseas. So what I so of of working um, with um, people. So what I did is to make sure that 
to make it translatable for people that don't know that a Peace Corps experience, I have it take place on Mars. So mm. really kind of getting that cultural. So it's kind of like a sci-fi thing a bit. I like um, that. And then I did a third, and then I did a third graphic novel called Lion and Dove, which is about a lion married to a dove. And it is a it's basically my ongoing series of of uh of um uh the, uh, this, uh, being a very uh, an intercultural marriage relationship so yeah, it's um yeah that's awesome, it's about dude. me and my wife so, but see yeah. and we were talking about we were talking about messaging and comics and things like that that's the way to do it you know what i mean where yeah. you take things like what you're talking about like a lion and a dove right and yeah. you marry those two and there's your interracial or inter you know mm -hmm. animal i guess marriage right yeah. where you kind of yeah. can can dive into those kind of situations or those things that are going on it's the reason why i like you know movies like that when they did with uh finding nemo for example right, right. talks about parenting and how sometimes you got to right. let your kids be let them find yeah. their own way and that's the only way they're going to grow and that's the message in that movie but you never you never saw it because it was so well woven into the story you know what i mean yeah Oh yeah, no, I and you know, and I've I've sat down and watched Bluey. If you haven't watched Bluey, man, I, I man about cry, Bluey, I man cry big time. Yeah, on that. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> it's on Disney Plus. It's a show on Disney Plus called Bluey, and I'm yeah. like, why is everybody talking about this? But I've heard, it is I've heard genius. that it's a really really good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a it guys. It's it's one of those things. You know, like when it's 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 basically you know how like you just kind of like you know like you know just cry like the end of like the end of like. Uh, and you think of any Braveheart? of those inspirational movies, like <laughs> no, like a Goodwill, not Goodwill Hunting, but um, for like a Dead Poet Society, any oh, of those yeah. things where people are like, so basically, basically, Bluey is fifteen minute segments of Dead Poet Society where you, they just rip out your guts of emotional, <laughs> like, like, you're like really, that is brilliant. Like it's the ones about just watching, just like it, like it's, it's like mortality and like going up from like a kid's perspective Damn. of just like perseverance and mortality and like you know it's yeah it's yeah. it's I gotta it's, it it's amazing it's amazing writing and it's one of those things where like i guarantee children's book writers are just like or anybody that watches it goes oh, i wish i could have written that because i know that feeling like it's one of those things where it's i like, i agree it's really good now, now let me ask you yeah. this barney have you thought about then fulfilling your dream of being uh, a children's book writer and actually writing a children's book? I am to the point where I actually have books that I've written. And it's to the point, it's, it's one of those things where what do you have the time for? Because we mm. only have, we only have so many minutes in the day right. and yeah. we have to kind of decide what is important for us. So it's my piece is I want to make sure the stories are told. So because of that, I'm really looking at connecting with writers who are actually better at it than I am. Not gotcha. saying like I'm a bad writer, but there gotcha. are better writers. Gotcha. And the benefit of being a, you know, you know, hosting podcasts is like, I've met a deluge of amazing writers. Mm -hmm. I've met a deluge of amazing artists. Mm -hmm. And so my piece is to go to them because I, I know how hard it is to, um, to find the time to do this stuff and actually saying, can I pay you? Here's my idea. Can I pay you to write a right. script for me? And can you write a child? Because writing a children's book is way different than a comic book. It's way different oh, than yeah. a long prose. Oh yeah. Um, and then finding people, and then I can tweak it from there. And I think of myself as more of like an executive producer than I think of myself as a um, 
as a writer because I, I, I just don't have time anymore, but I have mm-hmm. stories I want to tell. Yeah. And it, 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 it pains me when I see, when I have um, artists like, you know, you know, comic creators coming on and they're saying, I have this great story to tell and it is going to be 50, 50 issues. I'm like 50. You said it's going to be 50. Yeah. It's going to be 50. I never say it online when I'm real life, but afterward I'm like, dude, you write a comic book every once every two years. You're going to take you a hundred years to do that. Can you just hire someone to tell? It's a really freaking good story. Have somebody tell yeah. that story for you. You just yeah. tell them what the story is going to be, have them write it and then hire, and then, and then hire somebody to, um, then hire an artist to do it for you because some yeah. people want to make the art themselves too. I'm like, you don't have time. No. Do you realize that this is the thing, you know, us, we're, we're all middle-aged. I'm like, you, we're literally watching time go by. Yeah. And right. the last yeah. thing you want to yeah. do is say to yourself, what's more important to you, make it yourself or make sure the story is told, mm. make that decision. Cause if you're thinking it's to make it yourself, then you need to figure out a way to, get off netflix and figure out a time to actually do that and time yeah because there's so many hours in the day and there's the best thing about the best and worst thing about the democratization of being able to um find literally thousands of stories at a whim because we have that is the fact that we're watching somebody else's dream already came true right so right Cut your time in half or save your money and hire a writer to write it for you. You can edit it. You can make sure you're the executive producer. Think of yourself more as an executive producer. But I've had many conversations offline with people. I'm like, you're not going to finish your story. He's right. like, yes, I am. No, you're not. You literally don't have the time to do this. <laughs> yeah, this, it's the time. It, you're right. It's, yeah. it, it's the time. You really don't have the time. But uh, but so, Barney, before we run out of time here on the show, yes. you did have thoughts. Nice segue. <laughs> Look at that. Huh? <laughs> time we did. Time. I, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about, we were talking about the topic, and you, and you put it in the, in the chat. You said, I have thoughts about this, too. And I want to get... Right your thoughts on what we were talking about earlier. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on, on the decline. Uh, or is that, is that what you were referring to? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So here, so, so a couple of things, one to be very clear is that the comic book model that we grew up in the eighties and nineties does not exist anymore mm. because um, Marvel comics and DC comics are not independently run by Marvel comics and DC comics. They're part of AT&T and they're part of Disney. Right. They the, the money they make off of those comic books is a decimal rounding error. They do not care. The owners of those comic books do not care about those comic books. Sure. They allow people to tell the stories and they use them as beta reader testing times to find a good story that they can turn into a video game, a movie, mm. or anything else. That's what it's for. That's yeah. purely what it's for. And um, and and understanding that and it, it one it gives the writers a little a lot of bit more more freedom to tell a story that they want to uh but the idea of thinking that they're making those things to be rich off of it how many times have we heard a famous comic book artist or famous book famous comic book writer um from the 80s and 90s that actually has a gofundme page to get right. medical expenses yeah because they yeah. get paid really bad um and one other thought about that i wanted to share with all of you is i did my research and i mm. love listening to these science podcasts about what happens the reason why shows don't last long where they actually cut them off altogether 
that are on Netflix or Disney or uh, HBO Max, those shows there, mm -hmm. there's a business reason behind it is they have to pay residuals. So there's three categories of shows that are on there. And I saw this in a science podcast, a business podcast. It says you have your masthead shows, like your Stranger Things, your mm -hmm. things like that. Then you have your partner shows that are like, this is kind of like it. If you like Stranger Things, click on this. Mm -hmm. to, so it gives them those. And then there's those shows that are actually um, just basically um, just filler shows that have been around for years. So any shows that you see disappear after two months or a year is because it did not fit one of those three categories. Huh. So that's why old, old Netflix shows, any of those older shows on there stay yeah. on because they already paid out the residuals. They can keep them on. They're not spending money on those anymore. It's those shows that actually stay on that don't get a garner enough audience and they don't fit within a masthead. And those shows are ones that they say, we want to create a brand new masthead show like Umbrella Academy or Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. If they're unable to create a masthead show, they get rid of it. Right. Or the shows that stick around are ones that are similar to Umbrella Academy or similar to Stranger Things. They'll keep those because they'll have people will watch that after they watch their other shows. But that's the reason why it's purely business. It's yeah. it's it's not based off of the numbers. It's just that we don't want to pay residuals to the creators and the actors. That's the reason why they get rid of them so quickly. Yeah, interesting, man. Yeah, no, that's 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 an awesome perspective on it because you know we 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 often think about just oh well they just you know it's creatively they don't want to do that but it all boils down to to the dollars the dollars and cents. It is, it's, and it's those three categories. That has to be a brand new masthead show, it has to be a partner show to a masthead, or the other one which is all the filler menu shows just to fill it up, and those they don't have to pay residuals on because they already paid them out. So. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. See, see, that's it, man. That's what we had Barney on the show, man. We were talking about, <laughs> we, we, we talked about, we talked about dad jokes. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So when are you launching? And in that campaign, will we be able to get dad jokes? Is that going to yes. be? Yes. So I learned from watching you two do your pot, do your Kickstarter. See, see, so I, <laughs> so I have the variant covers. I do have to catch up. So I do have people who can buy the dad jokes books. The benefit about it too, is that you can have, exclusive variant covers from here and plus yeah. you can also get them cheaper than you can get them on amazon if you buy it nice. for the kickstarter so yeah awesome awesome and when are you nice. launching it i was supposed to launch today man we'll hit the button tomorrow morning so <laughs> there you go. i'm so new at this i'm like you know what it's like it's already paid for because i already had it all so it's the book's already made it's already paid yeah. for so it's just a matter of uh utilizing it also as a kind of a um what other companies really use kickstarter now for is as a almost like a pre-order situation yeah, right so. right right 30 days is, is is the campaign 30 days 30 days yeah all right yeah all right yeah. well good man listen i'm gonna i'll be sharing it i'll definitely be pledging to it because i definitely want to get the dad and the daddy jokes can't wait till daddest comes out barney thank daddest. you so much man thank you so much for coming on the show dude this has been amazing yes um, we hope to have you back soon if you want to come on you know you just let us know and you know we'll, we'll, we'll absolutely we'll, yeah we'll casa yes all right. Thank you very much, guys. You got right, it, buddy. Man. Take care, man. All right. So that's Barney Smith. Again, data jokes. Uh, see, we got two new signups to his uh, landing page. Awesome. Um, thank you for signing up. Um, so yeah, yeah, funny, funny guy. Man, his story. You know what? We got to have him on the show just to talk about 
is past. Just to talk about it, yeah. Not exactly. comics. I want to talk about. I want to talk about his world travel and all his oh. experiences. That's what. That's what I'm interested in. I love um, it, man. I love you know, it. that's that's fascinating. That's the stuff that excites me. And, and this is what happens when you're a creative person, right? He goes and has these adventures, right, in these <sighs> different places, and he chronicles them and puts them in a book and makes a book about it, like. That's what we do, right? Like, that's just how it happens. And I'm glad that he took that opportunity and he used his skill and his passion for it and created what he created. Because, and I can't wait. I'm, I'm definitely going to have to go into Amazon and check out uh, the stuff that he's got because I'd love to check out uh, Two Years and, and the other books that he mentioned. On the, yeah, it's um, fantastic. On the I mean, that, that was I mean, awesome. That's, that's like uh, an amazing, amazing background. Um, I didn't even know that about him. I mean, no, not, but you know what? And that's, you know, testament to his show. It's about you when you go on the show. It's yeah. not about him. Yeah. He doesn't say any of that. You won't find any of that information on the, he'll never yeah. even interject and say, oh, you, yeah, you, well, you, I was over here. I heard about that. No, he just, it's about you. It's you leave Barney's you. show skipping and throwing tulips in the air. I did. He's like, he loves me. He loves me not. <laughs> Dude, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's an amazing interview, man. He's an amazing interview and an interviewer. So, yeah. yeah. So, definitely, definitely, if you haven't done so yet, check out Story Comic. So check out StoryComic.com. Uh, sign up to his, uh, to his uh, newsletter, which I do and I get in my, in my emails. Very, very good newsletter. Very informative about what's going on in the show, what's happening. Yeah. He, he does a very good job with that. So check him out there. Make sure you sign up to his uh, launch page, which he should be launch launching tomorrow, tomorrow hopefully. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you sign up so you can get dadder jokes. Who doesn't like to laugh at dad jokes? I mean, yeah. those are funny. So, uh, so yeah. and then, and then um, it might have been like nine nine of uh, you out there if you're watching that uh, try to book on Catch the Craze, but um, right. unfortunately, Calendly opened up the entire calendar which allowed people to book days that we don't actually record shows so i sent cancellations with a note to rebook um if you got it it wasn't you weren't dismissed is that we just don't record on the days that were open by calendly so i closed those down and i only opened up the dates that we actually actually record um so uh what's up almega in the house Almega, what's yeah, up, I think he, he's like a runway model bro he's putting Yo, all these damn profile this? pictures like, who is this with the come hither eyes i'm like what's what? up with that bro like, all right um, al i see yeah you. i know it's like damn it's like his face is airbrushed on screen i'm like what are you doing <laughs> but um <laughs> it's, it's ai al yes but uh yeah yeah so um you know if you got uh, an email from uh cast the craze staying to rebook please go ahead and do so uh, yeah, I do some, uh, <laughs> I yo, say it too. It's hilarious. It's funny. I met an artist. It's a true story. It's better than right? So um, there was a couple of women at the uh, book signing. They kept staring at me and they were like, we're trying to figure out where from the East Coast you, you're from. You know, I said Brooklyn. I said, well, I was born in Brooklyn. So yeah, I can see you have that that thing about you. And then so then this I uh, meet this artist. He says, yeah, my, my buddy here is from from uh, the Bronx. I said, yeah, I was born in Brooklyn, raised in Queens. Yeah, I'm from the Bronx. I said, I got a lot of friends in the Bronx. Because he, he said the Bronx, he, he said he postured up from the Bronx. I was like, I was like, yeah, I got a lot of friends. And then he laughed. And I was like, yo, I said, we're in Texas, man. This is neutral territory. <laughs> I was like, yo, chill. <laughs> it's crazy. But uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, uh, 
I don't know where you bought that story up. But know. yeah, because Al Mega. Yeah, Al, his, Al, yeah, Al's yeah, that's what it was. Coast. Yeah, yeah, big time, big time. Nah, man, but yeah, no, that was fun. That was fun. Thank you so much, Barney, for coming on and chatting yeah. with us about your history, man. Data jokes. Don't forget, guys, data jokes comes out tomorrow. Yeah. Sign up to the pre-launch page. Pledge to the campaign. It's going to go on Kickstarter for 30 days. And the yeah. book is finished. It's complete. It's done. So you'll get it as soon as the, uh, as soon as the campaign is over. Like you yeah. said, you know, crowdfunding and, and Kickstarters work like uh, pre-launch. I mean, for like pre-orders. It's almost like a pre-order thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't forget that. Sammy, you got stuff going on. I got stuff going on. Let's talk a little bit about that. And then we'll yeah, don't go. forget. We still got the art contest going on. We've got 10 artists already submitted. Fantastic. I'll give you another little uh, run of show real quick. Stop screen. All right. Present. Share screen. Let's do this one more time. Bang. Share the screen. There it is. So here is the run of show. That's by Victor Claudio. Um, here's this one's by Lou Pons. Um, this one's by Void. This one's by Adriana the Kid. This is by Jason Sooks. Uh, Stephen Russell. Uh, D. Wayne Doherty. Um, Dan Barlow. Let's see. D. Wayne again. Dan Barlow again. Uh, Didia. And I think that's it. Yeah. So, uh, wait, where's the other one? Is that there? I'm missing one. Oh, there it is. Yeah, no, I got it. Yeah. Everything was there. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, thank you all so far who's uh, submitted um, to the uh, Draw Duty Art Contest. Um, again, you have till tonight, midnight, um, wherever you come from, midnight your time. Um, <laughs> Making it fair. Midnight your time. You might be somewhere, Bora Bora, whatever. Midnight your time. Just send it in. Um, and uh, we I will announce the winner next week right here on Cast of Craze when we have Craig Whalen, I think it is. It's um he's a return guest, Chris Wagan. He's a return guest. Um, and uh, he's coming back on the show to talk about tights. It's oh, kind yeah, of Chris, yeah, yeah, tights, yeah, yes. awesome. Yeah, so he's gonna be coming back talking about tights next week, and we will be announcing the winner of the the grand prize, which is $100, plus four commercials on Cast of Craze podcast, plus a one-hour interview, plus you get featured in the book with your bio and mugshot and on the website. So, And then everybody walks away with a little something. Everybody gets an interview on Cast of Craze, and you get featured in the book as well. So thank you all. I mean, some fantastic, fantastic artwork that's been submitted so far. Yeah, and, good uh, stuff. yeah. Really and if you're in Texas yeah. in September, come and see me at College Station Comic Con. I'll be there with duty, you know, rocking the house, doing what we do. Um, and I'm looking forward to that. And then again, shout out to um, uh, Collected Comics for, you know, a, a fantastic grand opening and hosting your boy and to Bleeding Cool for mentioning your boy. Um, so that was pretty cool, bleedingcool.com. And don't forget, a kid in the comic issue number two is shipped, shipped out. So if you are a subscriber, you got it already in the mail. And uh, check your local comic shop. You know, in this, you got a double feature with duty. You got a comic strip with duty plus how to draw duty in this this issue. So that's pretty exciting. What about awesome. you, George? Stopped out. Yeah, no, this Saturday, uh, the 19th, I will be at Plastic City uh, Comic Con. That is going to be in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. That's about three hours away from New York here. Uh, Fitchburg, Massachusetts. I will be there 10 to 5 p.m. $10 to get in. Kids under 12 are free. And there's free parking, so make sure you head out to Plastic City Comic Con this weekend. Go to getyourmeds.com, pick up some swag, pick up some of my books, The Adventures of Wonder Duck, Rust 5377. 
Rust 5377 digitally. You can pick it up at the anyoneworld.com website. Go to anyoneworld.com. Pick up issues one and two. Issue three comes out next Wednesday, the 23rd. So make sure you pick that up. And uh, and I will be at uh, Baltimore Comic Con. Baltimore. Walking the show. I'll be walking the show with my boy Jonathan Syfax. We'll be out there for the weekend. So uh, check us out there. That's September 8th, 9th, and 10th. So yeah, yeah. man. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be a good uh, good fall. It's been a, a fun summer, and uh, don't forget to sign up to duty. There's an alien in my toilet issue number six. six. Peekaboo! I see you coming to Kickstarter. That's you know right. the, um, the big guns. Yeah, a lot of new characters in this issue. I mean, I've been drawing like a madman. Um, it's gonna be so much fun. I'm excited about this. It's a milestone issue number six. We're gonna end the year with issue six, and we'll start the new year with issue seven. Um, so I would love uh, for everybody to come along for the, the ride with this one. It is a fun book. And, uh, you know, thank you, everybody out there uh, for the past two weekends in a row who came down and picked up duty at the comic at the Denton Comic Expo and I collect the comics. Um, yeah, man, lots going on. Lots happening. Um, yeah. So thank you, everybody in the audience today. Everybody came out. Yeah. Lots of love. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Um, Absolutely. With that said, I'm Sam, the crazy man, Vera. George, the dream of Medina. And we are out. It's just easy to get to Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now I was talking about my friend Aquisa. Oh. Say my name. Say my name. This is what you were thinking. Oh, Barbie. Right. Right. He said, "I'm the idiot." What? You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. On this craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. <laughs> Baby girl